if we can get together and have people point out, here's where the landmines are, all right? So if you go down that road, good luck. But by the way, it's just littered with landmines and you're probably going to get your legs blown off. This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the industry and we take you to the front lines to those that are driving those changes. As always, I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, as well as Triangle Pests and Triangle Lawn. With me, oh my gosh, I just, I'm going to have so much fun with this. this Let's go. Bring it. Good. If you're not watching the YouTube version of this podcast, do yourself a favor because you're going to get a lot out of it. I promise if you watch it, by the way. So Dan has poison ivy on his face in case you're wondering why I said you should go and look at it. And we have not me being and and our, and our guest who's awesome. And we're going to be talking about, we have not given him a hard time at all. But if you've ever seen the final scene of Rocky three, where Rocky, you know, is like, he puts up, he's got the American flag on, he's got the crap beat on by Draco. That's, a good visual if you can't get on YouTube. That's what Dan looks like. So with yeah. that, Dan. Actually, the scene was where uh, his his eye was so swollen that he his, he said to his manager, Nick, cut it, Nick, cut it. <laughs> and he takes the razor blade and the blood goes everywhere. And that's, uh, anyway, it was worse yesterday, but thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, God. the whole bit that you normally do. And then let's get into this topic because it's All a right. fantastic right. topic. Let's so. go. Okay, this, yeah. this episode is sponsored by Cole March by Workwave. If you're interested in digital market marketing, uh, visit them at colmarch.com, uh, as well as Pesture. If you're interested in uh, most types of insurance for the uh, pest control industry, visit them at pesture.com and they will take care of you. So today we are talking about and doubling down on peer groups and best practice sharing. Okay. Now, our next, our, our guest uh, wrote a um, a little bio that, unfortunately, if I read the whole thing, I'd probably uh, take away most of the time that we have for this it's podcast. Not so that I'll just long. take. Uh, it's not that so long. I think. We're, hang on, before we recorded, Dan said this is like War and Peace, which was I thought was a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're talking about a, a, a an exciting new venture for uh, PMP insiders. Um, in the episode number one ten, we talked about peer groups. Uh, the good and the bad. And quite honestly, we saw a tremendous amount of feedback uh, and interest from that episode. Um, so much interest that we started to look hard at, at, you know, could we expand our peer groups because we do that and uh, begin to roll out peer groups on our own. So like, uh, you know, I said at PCO Bookkeepers, we've been doing peer groups for years and years, but it wasn't a primary focus, but there's a need for it out there. And um, because of your interest and feedback, we decided to step up our game and we partnered with industry veteran to help us. And that person is David Billings. Now, let me go into war and peace. All right, war and peace. Here we go. Okay. No, you don't right. have to do that. No. All right. No, okay. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> so there's a blurb in there, everybody, that says, you don't have to read this, but I'm giving you it just for informational sake. Uh, I can't even see it. My computer ran out of memory. From, uh, <laughs> so so uh, anyway, I met David uh, it's probably about 2006. Sounds about right. Um, yeah. And um, we really got to know each other better uh, when he we started going to the Associated Pest uh, Management meetings. Uh, where, uh, I met him there when uh, we were in a... Uh, 
um, a much different environment than the, the, the business environment. And then, um, uh, so uh, David had worked for American Pest, which ultimately became Antisemex. And uh, in uh, 2016, when American Pest joined Antisemex, uh, that's when David and I uh, got to, to, to trade blows because before we were kind of friends and then we were on opposite ends of the table negotiating deals, which we completed many together. And uh, so let me just give you a... Uh, how much time do you have here? Okay. David Billingsley is the president and founder of the, the Billingsley Group, a coaching and consulting firm uh, for the service industry uh, with over 30 years of experience in the service industry, which includes 16 years in past. David is focused on co coaching and consulting services for both small and large service businesses. His expertise is working with senior leaders, uh, and uh, teams to assess uh, and address strategic business decision-making and challenges. Um, what I would tell you is that David has a really, really cool uh, background for uh, people who want to learn about PEST, right? He worked for a company that, you know, it was it was a decent-sized company, but then when they got taken over by Antisemex, that his mandate was to grow that company through acquisitions. So he's got all the management experience, knows how to build out teams, understands mergers and acquisitions, uh, understands you know what it takes to to build a company from literally from zero to you know fifty million, hundred million, whatever. And um, that's what he's done. And uh, I know I forgot a whole bunch. Of, David has was part of over twenty M and A transactions. All right. Anyway, welcome, David. So hang well, on, hang on, hang on. Before we get into this, let's, yes. just, just, just for our yes, listeners, yes, yes. Dan just spewed out a ton of words. Let me just recap what he just said. Number one. Because yes, we, we need are, a, a, an interpreter. We do need an interpreter. I think it, the poison ivy has gone to his head. Now. Yeah, it's, it's gone somewhere. It's definitely yes. gone to his face. <laughs> when I woke up this morning, what, is my, what did my wife say to me? Does your face hurt? And I just looked at her. No, but it's okay. So me. recap of what he just <laughs> said. Recap what he just said. So yes, we are hitting a new gear here at PMP Industry Insiders, where we're going to offer peer groups through the podcast. It's obviously we'll, there'll be more information to come about it. We we test piloted this. I guess that's a word. Uh, a couple with with David. And and by the way, I did not know David very very well. We we did a peer group with him. He's fantastic. I I really like. His approach, I really like. Uh, obviously, I could tell that uh, you know as he was talking, he definitely comes from the same mindset that Dan and I, as far as how to run a business. He's got a lot of uh, experience as far as M and A as well as growing a business, and then coming in and you know and then you know a lot of people think that okay, there's acquisitions, there's that piece of it, then there's the integration, and that's where you that's where you really learn a lot, and that's that's really the hard part of it. So I like that back part of his background as well. So with that, David. Welcome to the podcast. Great to have you on. I'm excited to talk about this topic. We've talked about this topic in the past. There's going to be a little bit a different of a different slant on this, but with that, let's start with your background. Obviously, we've hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yep. After I went through all of that, and then you went through all of that, you know, we asked David to throw us some questions. The first question was, "Tell us about your background." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. By the way, all leave anything out, out David. There. Listen, I asked for some feedback on this, and I started getting in T minus ten seconds before the start of this podcast. Yes. So we're giving yes. you number one, right guys. Now. Yes, thank <laughs> you for for inviting me. It only took you 136 episodes, so I appreciate that. 
Right? So, oh wow! So uh, you know, well, I was you, I was didn't. not feeling the love from yeah. from from Dan and Donnie. Yeah. The other is much like Dan looks now. You know, this is that that's the way that I looked after some of these deals that we had to go through. You know, trading <laughs> blows with with Dan and and unfortunately, when you're on the on the buy side of things, you got to be uh, you got to take some punches because you're not yes. necessarily allowed to throw them back. You know, so yes. much. So I yes. I had a tendency to look like Dan. So. Um, yes. but, but that There's being said, here. before we get into David, Dan, we, Donnie and I have to know exactly how did you get poison ivy on your face? Yes. Yes. That is, that is a great so, question. Where, where is it out on Carol? By the way, so, so, but I do have a theory because I did some research and I, I, what I saw was that dogs cannot get poison ivy but they can carry it and i think that that's the way i got it from cuddling with my little puppy uh you know but uh either that or i was uh, rolling around in it i don't know i i, yeah. I still can't put my finger on it but uh but thanks for asking yeah hey, no problem no problem yeah Okay. So let's let's get into this. Let's talk a little bit about peer groups. And obviously, you know, I think there's a lot of our listeners who are either members of a peer group, they are considering a peer group. You know, we have a whole episode again. If if you're listening to this, you know, we have episode 110 where we kind of get into why peer groups are important and, and some things to consider um, <clears throat> when when you're you know evaluating a peer group. But, but having said all of that, let's talk a little bit about you, David, and let's talk a little bit about kind of what you're doing and kind of what, what your vision is as far as like, what, you know, what is a good peer group? What does that look like um, and why it's important? And there's a lot in there. We're going to go through it all, but just maybe that's a good place to start. Again, we can go back through background stuff like that, but I want to make sure it is good for our audience to, to be listening and, and to get something out of it. No, for sure. And, and so this goes back to just some of the things my old owner, and this is kind of where where Dan and I met Matt Nixon at American, you know, Matt was all about number one, you know, this best practice sharing, you know, so being part of associated, we were Copasan members, right. You know, so we were, we were part of a lot of these networking groups where you got, you know, the kind of the best of both worlds, right. So you're networking with some of the top pest control companies in the country and a lot of them are non-competing. So you get this opportunity to share a lot of best practices mm -hmm. and, you know, so, those best practices, that's really what spills over into some of these peer groups and, you know, and why this is so exciting. Being part of anti-CMEX, we always, you know, Jarl, our old CEO, used to say this, you know, sharing is caring type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being able to have access to, you know, these different businesses or companies and then get those best practices out of it. For me, there's some accountability and some other things we can talk about. But for me, from a peer group standpoint, when you start putting business owners together in different markets and you guys start sharing best practices, that is where the magic happens. I mean, that's where I get super excited about it. You know, I sat in with you guys earlier in the spring, you know, one of the peer groups. And, you know, after 15 minutes, I leaned over to Dan and I was like, Dan, this is awesome. I can do this stuff all day long. Like, I love talking about this stuff and uh, love pulling you know, other folks together so they can share and, and, uh, and watch their businesses grow. And that's one of the reasons why I started to do what I did, you know, I'm doing now, you know, almost a year ago with this consulting business. You know, it's interesting before we started the podcast and we were talking about this, you know, I, peer groups in general, you know, I, you know, when I first started in business, um, I mean, I was not lazy and I certainly wasn't, I mean, I was very motivated because if I didn't make payroll, I died. Right. I mean, meaning that not me like 
really like a physical death, but the company was over. So I was highly motivated, right? I mean, I was totally in. It was like, you know, we got to make payroll. We got to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then we kind of hit this stride of success where I have a little bit more freedom. And I never had freedom like that. And I got a little sloppy, meaning like, you know, I got a little comfortable with my freedom. There was no one there calling me out in terms of accountability. And, you know, I joined a peer group mainly because I knew that I'd have to come in once a quarter and I'd have to report on what I said I was going to do. And that level of kind of pressure made a peer group really work for me. Fast forward a few years, I personally feel like, you know, I overcame that. I'm sure there's many who would beg to differ, <laughs> but I, you know, I kind of got off the like, okay, you know, now I'm not doing it for, you know, the, the mindset changed. I didn't do it just for survival. Now I'm doing it for fun. I really, really enjoy the business. I enjoy our people. I enjoy the challenge. Um, but, but at the same time, you know, I don't, there's no one in the company who does what I do. There's no one around that I can just sit and say, Hey, what do you think about this? And, and so it's, it's kind of a lonely seat when you're it's lonely at the top, man. I'm telling you, totally yeah. lonely at the top. I, is and, it the and, top? And, is it the bottom? Or as, as an owner, you don't have accountability to anyone. You have accountability to yourself, but quite honestly, you don't have somebody to embarrass you if you don't do what you're supposed yeah. to do. And that's part of it. But uh, so David, what, what excites you about this whole project? What do you, what do you think that, um, you know, uh, what do you think that we can add to, to, to folks to help them grow? I, I can give you some stats on people who've been in our peer groups over the years and how much they've grown and whatnot, but you've been around this for a while, especially, you know, associated in some of it. You were a Vistage member, I think, right? Yeah, um, I was in Vistage. I had a business coach for years that was an old Vistage uh, chair and then in 17 graduated to big boy Vistage and was in a group. And um, I, as I, I touched on it earlier, you know, it's it's getting the ability to pull business owners together so they can share best practices, right? Uh, the other really interesting thing, you know, so so a year ago, I launched this consulting business. I get out, I finally hang my own shingle and start my own business. And one thing that has just been amazing for me is it's 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 pretty cool that people will pay me really good money to kick them in the butt on a monthly basis. Like, I freaking love that, right? <laughs> you know, I, I played college sports growing up. My dad's a retired army colonel. Um, you know, uh, you know, I've gotten my butt kicked and, and, and held accountable over the years. And, you know, so you, you take, you take these peer groups where you bring in these leaders and, and one, you know, it is lonely at the top. So, so you bring somebody together with a facilitator that is not shy about kicking people in the butt. Right. And then you, and then you create this team. Like I love teams. I love building teams. So you create this group that becomes this team of owners that are all fighting for each other. They're learning from each other. Um, you know, so I, I mean, listen, I, I've said this before. I always wanted to be, you know, like a football coach. And uh, my old high school football coach is one of my best friends, Jim Michaels. And years ago when I said, hey, I think I want to be a, a coach coach. And he's like, no, you, I want you to go do something else and make some real money. So I've had to kind of give up the whole idea of being a, a, an athletic coach but I've kind of taken that and moved that into this, the passion that I have around coaching into the business side of things and facilitating these peer groups. Once again, 15 minutes into sitting with you and Donnie and, and, and the group uh, in Raleigh back in, I think it was March or April. I was like, this is right in my wheelhouse. I, 
I am going to love doing this. So I, I'm just pumped about the idea of of uh, of joining, you know, this this joint venture between the three of us and PMP Insiders, and then growing that uh, just to help others grow their businesses. Because you're right, Dan. I mean, what are the stats from the PCO guys? I mean, the growth is phenomenal in those organizations. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's interesting because we 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 do a bunch of peer groups, and some of them, you know, uh, people you know, uh, get a lot out of it. Some people don't get as much out of it. Um, they can be a fantastic opportunity or a waste of time. And it depends on what you put into it. What do you need to put into a group to, to make it worthwhile? Because you're paying for, you're, you're paying for travel to come to it and you're, you're vulnerable. You're opening yourself up to criticism. What, well, let what, me, what let me say time? something real quick before we jump into that, because this is really important. And it, it, it touches on what you're just saying there, which is, if you're considering a peer group, I've seen people do this all the time. Now I have a massive ego. I'll just, I believe I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I do. And you know, the last thing I want to do is just go and show folks how much I screw up. And, you know, sometimes people look at a peer group, like a showroom, I'm going to come in and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring out the showroom. I'm going to show them all the things I'm doing right. And really you need to view the peer group as a maintenance shop, right? This is where you're coming in and you're like, this is broken. I need help here. Like, yeah, I guess my point is, is that, you know, you, you made this point about some people get a lot of the peer groups and some people don't. And, and really, truly 99% of the time, it's the mindset of the owner sitting in the seat, not the peer group itself. I can learn a lot. I mean, there's a quote and I'm going to screw it up. And I think Socrates said it, which was Socrates. Socrates. Yeah, he was pretty, Donnie was pretty young at the time. But oh, I was going to say, gosh. he must have been. Yes. Did you grow yes. up with him, Donnie? No, I didn't grow up. But it, it was, how's it go? He goes, I think he says, wise men learn more from fools than fools learn from wise men. Meaning that even if you're you're in a group and and someone's at a million bucks or they're at half a million or they're just starting, there's always things to learn. And so that whole idea of like, how do you show up to the group has a big, big impact on what you get out of the group. And so I just, you know, bringing it back to what Dan was saying, I just think it's really important that if you're thinking about this or you're, you know, you're, you're considering it, you know, you really have to put your mindset in check and get your ego in check and make sure that you do view it as a maintenance shop, not as a showroom. So with that, with that, let's bring it back. So what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Well, no, Donnie, I I think quote unquote, Donnie Shelton, and this, this was on the website is you're signing up to have people look at your dirt and critique your dirt. If you can't (laughs) accept that, don't sign up for a peer group, right? It's not going to do you any good. And what I will say is, is just the double down on that is if I'm facilitating it, guys and gals, I can assure you, I am going to call BS really quick for basically anybody in our groups, you know? So uh, one of the notes I had down in prepping for this was all pure groups are not created equally. All right. So that's one. And two, to Donnie's point, you are going to get out of this much like everything else in life, just about whatever you put into it, you know? So, you know, if you're going there to learn, and, and by the way, there can be an evolution here. And, and Donnie and I were talking before we started recording, and that is, hey, you may be a younger business owner, newer in business, you know, and maybe you need some accountability, right? So so it's lonely at the top and 
Maybe you need somebody just to kick you in the butt for a little bit, all right? That's a great reason to join the peer group. Long-term, as you evolve and you get super mature like Donnie has, um, <laughs> as you get super mature- If you mature, didn't like, catch that joke. Uh... <laughs> sarcasm, yeah? Yes, so, yes. Uh, but when you get hair. super mature, there's going to be other reasons, you know? But it, for whatever reason you feel like you need to join the peer group, there's going to be that reason. But I promise everybody, there will be multiple other benefits to that but you've got to be purposeful about it and you've got to want to, you know, it's, you've got to have that want to and desire to get better and have people help you get better. You know, you know, one of the things I've learned over the years is that um, everyone wants to be the smallest person in the peer group, because I feel like, well, if such and such is that, you know, X revenue ahead of me, then I'm going to learn, I learn a lot. I'm going to learn so much from them. And, you know, as I've been in these groups for years, I don't think that's true. I really don't. And, and, you know, there is some truth to that. I'm not going to say it's completely false, but, but certainly there are bigger companies who are third and fourth generations who are so far removed from the business. Yeah, they're large, but they don't really add a whole lot. To me, what you're looking for is a mix of specialties, right? So you got someone who's really good in marketing and you got someone who's good in ops. You got someone who's good in sales. That's what, that kind of diversity is what makes a good peer group. Because look, if you got a smaller company, like we had, um, Help me out here, Dan. The guys in Canada that was doing all the marketing stuff. If I oh, had those guys, my yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Liam and those, I mean, they would be fantastic. Liam and James right? are yeah, yeah. So my point here is, is that I would not put the blinders on and say, "Well, I'm going to be the biggest company in that group, so they're not going to do any good." That's not true. Well, here, here's here's an interesting one. So I remember being at one of the CO2 conferences that you did, and I forgot who the speaker was, but it was a smaller company talking about. I don't even remember what the topic was. But it was a smaller company. And Bobby Jenkins, who runs a, I don't know, what's his 80 million, whatever. Oh, no, he's way over 80 million. No, no, he's six figure now, baby. I mean, the Jenkins, he he owns that market. Okay, whatever. A hundred million, 200, whatever. But he was sitting at the table taking notes feverishly. And I was just really, really impressed by that because he was learning from somebody who was uh, quite a bit smaller. And if, if, if you you know, can, can, um, you know, respect that, uh, you can learn from that. And, and by the way, Liam and James, the guys from Canada who are the marketing guys, I think they're in their mid twenties and they are crushing it and, yeah. and just having a blast doing it. And it's fun to listen. And so you can learn quite a bit. So, so the takeaway from that though, is, is that don't, don't think that size is, uh, this gosh, I can't. Believe you it. almost said it. Didn't I'm you? not going to. Does size that. matter, Donnie? Does size really matter? I am not going to. Size say does that. not matter. I am not. What I'm going to say is this: is that it's all about making sure that you got some sort of specialist in your group, like you know, someone has. Because re- I mean, we know this, right? You meet some owners. I, I remember back when I was with Colmarch, and and I'd go around and I'd meet a ton of owners, and 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 I would look, and some guys would be ops guys and some guys would be data guys and some guys would be marketing guys and and you know and, and i say guys this is you know owners we the guys and girls right i mean in fact some of the females were fantastic operators but but point i'm making is is that just look for that kind of diversity i would not put the blinders on and be revenue only that i, I think that's a i think that's a wrong move so i mean to dan's point earlier i we did all these MA transactions with anti-cmex and you know for most part, we were buying these bolt-on uh, acquisitions that were maybe a few million dollars. We learned a lot 
you know, as American, you know, before I left American, we were almost $50 million and we were continuously learning uh, a few things here and there from these smaller businesses that we were buying so we can incorporate those. So I'm, I'm with you when, when it comes to the peer group size does not matter. So. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well with that, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, so hang on. So let's talk a little bit about <laughs> if you're sitting down on the fence, right. And you're like, okay, I know I need to grow the business. I know I need to work on the business. Would it be better for me just to grab a mentor and do a one-on-one. And again, this is kind of a recap what we talked about in 110, but let's just, let's go through it again versus joining a peer group. When is, when is one appropriate or both appropriate? Like, let's just, let's just talk through that. And Dan, I'm going to start with you, actually. What, what are your thoughts on this? And then I want to bring it back to you, David, because I have my own thoughts on this as to what, you know, when it's appropriate to have a peer group, when it's appropriate to have a one-on-one mentor. I'll start with you, Dan, first, and we'll come back around to David. Well, I, I think a mentor is somebody that you can look up to, that you can call and ask a question. You're not going to have a full, you know, it's going to be that person's opinion, um, uh, you know, whereas a peer group is, you know, in general, you get to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you have a, a bunch of people who are critiquing, a bunch of people who, you know, there's a, a lot of different uh, personalities and there's a lot of different ways to do things. Um, I think a mentor is extremely important. When I was in pest control, my mentor was Ed Bradbury, you know, he, uh, you know, I I was his CFO and, uh, he, it was funny. I I left, uh, the accounting world and I was a bean counter, a total bean counter. And that's all I played with head count. I played, there was nothing human about what I did. Everything was numbers, spreadsheets, things like that. What Ed showed me, and I, this is no dig at Ed, this is that I totally respect him. Ed showed me that that wasn't as important as building a team the way he did, that everybody on the team would take a bullet for. And I learned that, and it took me a little while to learn because I thought that all of this, you know, uh, touchy-feely stuff was, uh, you know, nonsense. But Ed showed me that that's the way you build a company. And when I started to uh, realize that, that that was important. So Ed was my mentor. Um, In the peer group, it's just great to see, you know, uh, everybody doing things just a little bit differently and tweaking things and whatnot. And, and so I think that that's the difference. I think uh, everybody should have a mentor, um, you know, and if you're ready to, to, you know, open up your uh, dirty laundry, then you should also be in a peer. I think it gives you a lot more speed and a lot more velocity in terms of growing the business because, you know, learning from others is, you know, it, it, again, not to, I don't know why I'm on these whipping out these wise sayings because I'm not a very wise guy, but you know, it's, is this a Plato one this time? It could be right. Okay. Learning from your own experience is great, but learning from others' experience is better. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like using your own money is great, but using other people's money is even better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, I mean, I think that's, you know, it's a, it's a really good point that by the way, I think you should have both. I know I'm jumping in front of yep. David here, but I, I think you should absolutely have a one-on-one mentor that you're talking to and that you're, that you're hanging out with and that you're bouncing ideas off of that can kind of help guide you. And then you also should have a peer group that's pushing you, giving you new ideas and that you're contributing to and that you're growing together because that's one of the greatest. I mean, one of the peer groups I started with my very first one, everyone in there is probably double the size of when I started. 
Yeah, more than double. double. Yeah. It's, so anyway, David, what are your thoughts? Mentor versus peer group. When is one uh, yeah, more advantageous than the other? Are, are you more like play both? What What are your thoughts on this? Uh, my answer is yes. Right. I, I I'm fully in your camp and that's, uh, I, I think you should do, do at least, at least both. Right. You know, it, it's, it's interesting on this journey I've gone down over the last year. Um, you know, what, one of the reasons that I looked at this, I was like, there is such a significant opportunity with our industry to be able to help people, um, you know, build their businesses. All right. Um, and you know, so we look at these peer groups, should you do peer groups? Should you have a mentor? Should you have a coach? Right. Um, what I am finding, though, is it's really interesting. The people that are really interested and are serious about this, right? As you said, if you can't take somebody, get, you know, just piling on with you and critiquing you, all right? Because it takes a special business owner or leader to be able to be critiqued, right? right. You've got to have a significant amount of, of, of self-confidence in yourself. Yep. And I mean, the bottom line is, is a lot of folks, they lack in that, all right? they lack in that self-awareness to be able to say, Hey, listen, I, I know they're not attacking me. They're just trying to help me. Um, you know, so what I'm finding is a lot of folks that, that are interested in stuff that I do in this business coaching or take the time to be purposeful with a mentor. A lot of those are, are see the, see the value in peer groups. All right. But generally speaking, I've found that if they're not interested in either of those or one of those, they're probably not interested in any of it simply because they probably think they know better. All right. Maybe their ego is a little bit too big right now. Um, you know, maybe they're a little bit too confident with ourselves. But I mean, listen, with with our business, it's amazing on how successful business owners can be in the pest control industry. If they did this, if they owned a business in almost any other industry, a lot of our owners would fall flat on their face. Yes. All right. This is such an amazing business. You know, and as I got into this 17 years ago, I was just like, oh, my God, like this is a serious business. And you actually don't even need to know what the hell you're doing to actually be successful in this business. I've seen people with five million dollar businesses and you look at it and you cringe. You're like, you're doing what? And you are making how much? You know, so. Those are the folks that actually really, really could take that $5 million business and accelerate this baby to 15 million bucks. But they think that they're, uh, they're pretty big for their britches. Well, it's kind of interesting. You do get some of those. And we've had people in our peer groups who have come and gone, who basically it was their bully pulpit to get up and say how great they were and they how great they are and everything's great and, and they do everything great and can't take any criticism at all. And what happens at a peer group is there's criticism coming from every which direction. You need a hard hat and, and you know, uh, uh, pads, you know, so. Oh, I'm just thinking of one. I cannot. I know exactly what you're thinking. I'm not going to, because it would, it would but anyway, so. One thing I want to add to, to all of this is, you know, I personally, I, again, I, I think when you're part of a peer group, it, it's not that people are going to beat you up all the time or anything like that. I mean, it's also, I mean, I hate to say it, it's kind of a support group too, because if, you know, I have a buddy of mine who says, if someone gives you bad advice, you look at them and you shake your head and you say, thank you. <laughs> It's just like if someone gives you, you know, great advice, you do the same. But his whole point is, is that you know, at the end of the day, we're all learning and, and, you know, you, you can't, 
it can't be a one-way street, meaning that if you go, of course, you're going to get something out of it, but you also should go with contributing because, you know, like most things, you learn a lot more when you have to teach something or justify it than versus when you just say, well, yeah, that I, I understand it. I read it, you know, conceptually. It's it's something totally different when you have to teach it. So, so let's talk a little bit about this, this idea of going, you know, some people... I don't know. I've, I've seen this in the industry sometimes. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen it in a while, but it, it's almost like people like think that they're better than like an industry group. Like, well, we, I'm not going to do a, a, a pest control group. I'm going to do some other group, like, like almost like it's, it's a step down. Can we talk through a little bit about the differences between, I mean, there's obviously the difference between industry specific versus a broader business group, but let's talk through maybe some advantages of doing one over the other. By the way, I'm not a, I'm not a hater of broader business groups, but I also, you know, sometimes you can go out and read a book and it'll tell you all these great things and not tell you how to do any of it. But and I'll start with you, David, can you just kind of run through your thoughts on, you know, the, the benefits of industry specific versus broader business groups and why that's important? So this goes back, Donnie, to, to the question you asked me earlier, you know, mentor versus versus peer group, right? And I said, yes. Well, I'll, I'll triple down on the yes. And that's, I was part of Vistage too, right? You know, so, so for me, it was, it's really about as a leader, how interested are you really about getting better? How interested are you taking the person that you are? And if you're going to grow a business, you know, so when I started at American, I think we were five-ish million dollars, right? I come from a retail background. I had run stores for Brooks Brothers. But, you know, towards the end, I, I'd never run a $50 million business, right? But I knew if I ever wanted to run a $50 million business that I had to just consistently stretch myself and push myself, right? You know, so if you're looking at a Vistage type of, of a group, sure, you generally, uh, Vistage groups for the most part are going to be groups, non-competing, right? Different markets, so you're getting all these different perspectives, you know, so I got a lot out of my Vistage group from different things. But when you're part of these peer groups, this best practice sharing, you know, so when I sat in with you guys over the spring, you know, these business owners, we're getting in and we're sharing financials. We're talking about like, hey, listen, I, I mean, you know, I it, it's almost you get in the room and you get naked together. Right. And I don't want people to like, like visualize that. Right. But, so, but so you're getting in there. Matter, as long as there's yeah. no poison ivy in there, that's the main thing. We can't have poison <laughs> ivy in. No, yeah. can't have all that. So, but when you get into these rooms and you start really sharing with each other, like your financials and here's how we're running our business, you know, so, so, you know, the Vistage style groups or other peer groups out there, you know, that are not in a related business, you're getting different ideas from not out of, you know, outside of the pest control market. Uh, that are just overall good business sharing tactics. You know, some of the stuff may be, hey, you know, we've got a lawsuit about this. Anybody ever got sued about, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know, for for whatever, right? We fired somebody for the wrong reason, right? So the, the peer groups that we're talking about doing are really going to be more industry specific, you know, so we're dealing with lawn and pest type of companies, you know, very similar to what we do. We're getting in, sharing, you know, our financials. We're almost doing twice a year business reviews, you know, where our where our members come in and we say, hey, listen, here's how my business is performing, all right? Here's what I think we're doing well. By the way, we suck at this, all right? You know, has anybody sucked at this like this before and gotten improvement, you know? So this is all about, and I think you said it earlier, Donnie, this is all about speeding up the process, right? Mm -hmm. If we can get together and have people point out, here's where the landmines are, 
all right? So if you go down that road, good luck. But by the way, it's just littered with landmines and you're probably going to get your legs blown off, all right? Yeah. Or you can go down this road over here that's just clear sailing. It's nice and smooth, you know, and you'll be able to uh, speed up the process, you know? So, so you have these outside things and you have these peer groups and then you've got these mentors and coaches. All of them serve a purpose. It's really for you. How much time do you have? There is an investment in this, you know, so, you know, some of the financial investments, Vistage is, is extremely expensive, right? You know, peer groups like this, it's a minor investment, but you're also talking about time and then you need time, time to think about what you're doing as well, because time is money as well. Well, you know, I, I help moderate these groups and, and, you know, I'm sure folks in the podcast are well aware. I'm, I'm definitely back in the driver's seat at Triangle. And so I am also a participant. And I get a lot of value in preparing for these meetings because it, it forces me to sit down and critically view my business from a financial perspective, a culture perspective, you know, big picture. Are we driving the, are we driving the strategy or do we have the right strategy? And I mean, Hey, there's been times that I thought someone was doing something really stupid and I voiced it and I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. What? I, yeah, hey, I mean, he was wrong, Dan. I was wrong. Yeah, I was one hundred percent wrong. You do remember I, you're being recorded. I do remember that I'm being. But I thought you know, I was it, wrong, but I was wrong about it. Yeah, so. I was wrong about being right. No, but it's true. I mean, like you know, I some of the old. I shouldn't say old, but some of the you know standard rules that we have in the industry. You know, there are people who break them, and there are people who are who have been successful in doing so. Not very common. Not a strategy that I would typically do. But but point is, is that, you know, there I've personally I enjoy the time to sit down and critically look at the business. There's value just in that piece of it without even I mean, even before I show up to the meeting, I've already done something that I probably would not do at that depth had I not been going to start with. But then the second piece of it is, is that there are times that, you know, I've I've gotten into some folks and said, you really shouldn't do this. And, and they proved me wrong. And I learned from it. And I mean, I think things like that, you just would never see nor would you do, you know, if you were not engaged in some sort of peer review. And again, I know we're talking a lot about the, you know, the discipline piece of it, but the flip side of it is, is that, I mean, I have some really good friends and I mean, you know, and, and I kind of view a peer group like a business, right? Some people say business is all about numbers. Well, it's not all about numbers, right? Cause if it's all about numbers and you don't have any culture, well, it's not going to last very long. And some people say, well, it's all about people. Well, yes, that's true. But if it's all beanbags and no one's worried about profit, well, you're not going to be in business very long either. So it's just, it's it's both, right? So Donnie, so, why don't you why don't you talk about what, one of the things? It, it's not just show up and we're all going to. There's a lot of preparation for each meeting. Yeah. What are some of the things that we require? Yeah. Uh, so when you when you when you first go in, I mean, <clears throat> things that you're going to need to know. You're going to need to know your financials. You're going to need to know where, you know, like, and again, these are, and, and I'm not talking about just like, well, what's the profit, but like, what's my gross margin? What are my operating ratios? How are my operating ratios, you know, stacking up as compared to what the target is? Uh, and I'm going to come back to some of this. So, so there's the financial piece, there's the operational ratios piece, but there's also this strategy piece of like, hey, I'm, I want to do this in the business and, and here's where I'm at. And I either did it or I didn't do it, or I got midway through and, and it didn't go the way I thought it would. And, and for me, specifically me, I early on, and I still fight this to this day is the strategy of the week, right? It's like, well, that's not really working. And then I'll bail. And that quarterly, like, or even like every six months, it forces me to like, no, you said you're going to do this. <laughs> you're not going to, you're not going to flip. 
right? And and we're going to see this through. And so it, that's that's probably more for me than most. So so what we do though is we give you a template where we ask for financial numbers, operational numbers, you know, other things, and you have to submit it before so that everybody can look at it so and prepare. Oh well, there's more to it than that. There's also the slide deck, right? Yeah, and then yes. and then you you do basically a presentation of this is what's going on with the business. And again, that in and of itself is is super valuable because it, it just forces you as an owner to really take a critical eye, almost like a third party, because you got to present what's going on and, you know, clarity as to what's not working. And so, so when you have to do that, um, it, at least for me, it, you know, it makes me really think through what's working, what's not working. So when I show up to the meeting, I mean, 50% of the value is already there even before I show up. So anyway, that's all the prep, right? And then there's the meeting itself. But but anyway, I forgot where I was going my last point. So we're going to just move on. But well, um, so, so Dan, I've got a question for you kind of around this a little bit, Donnie. And that is, so so from an M&A specialist standpoint, God God bless you, Mr. Shelton. He, he is a good sneezer, by the way. He's on yes. mute. So Sorry. Um, that was last week too. By the way, some color. If you're not on uh, YouTube, uh, uh, Donnie about blew his head off because he sneezed a couple times. So, <laughs> so, so Dan, ah. back to you. So yes. from the M&A side, because uh, you, you also have an M&A uh, uh, um, uh, business, right? Where you help people sell their businesses. Yeah. I, I, I hear that, right? Yeah. So how many times have you heard from one of the sellers though, as you begin to go through this process, you know, and have them put their, their decks together, you know, how many times have you ever heard a seller say, I didn't even know that about my business? You know, does we, that happen often? We see that a lot. Um, and what, what we do is like a lot of the, you know, so we have PCO bookkeepers who clients, you know, who we've been working with doing their accounting for years and years. And some of those people are members of peer groups and whatnot. And when we present our deck to potential buyers, they have all of their, what do they say? All their crap in a pile, right? Um, but a lot of times we'll get people who are non-PCO bookkeeper clients and we have to go through everything. And there's a lot of a lot of blemishes and a lot of things that, that, that need work. And I don't want to take... Uh, credit as PCO bookkeepers because the peer group, the, the peer group is just so powerful, right? And I love watching people, uh, you know, uh, have it out with other members because, you know, they're passionate about what they believe. And uh, it, it's important to do that. But uh, yeah, happens. I mean, it, it, if you think about why are you in business, you may never want to sell. However, how do you know whether you're winning? The, the the KPIs that 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 uh, you know that tell you that you're winning are the same KPIs that raise the value of your company. It's EBITDA, it's growth, it's recurring to non-recurring. It's all of those things that the the buyers are looking for. So you may never want to sell your business, but those are the things that that we look for. And and I know you um, you did a lot of deals. I'm sure that there were a lot of deals you didn't do that you saw that you passed on, right? Yeah. But to come full circle on that, Dan, so the reason behind the question, other than to plug the business for you, was for me to say, hey, as part of a peer group, you know, twice a year, you're actually having to dig up the dirt on your business, right? Yeah. So you're really never caught flat-footed with that stuff. You're, you're going through these and you're sharing that, you know, so now all of a sudden, it's forcing you to actually really dig into your business. Donnie, you said this earlier, hey, you came into the groups originally, you're all about accountability, and then you got fat and happy and you're like, man, this thing's good. I'm just going to dial it back here. I'm going to I'm going to throttle back. Right. You know, so I'll use your airplane airplane analogy. Right. Taking off lots of uh, lots of throttle. Right. To get off of the ground. Yeah. And then once you get the cruising altitude, what do you do? 
Oh yeah. No, you pull it oh. back. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> not. not fall, Hopefully right? Hopefully not. You know, but this allows you to stay on the throttle, you know, at least a couple times a year because now you've got people. So one, you've got a facilitator. And I, I think that's an important thing to mention about this that we can talk about, you know, but you've also got these peers of yours that are part of this group. They're your accountability partners now where twice a year, you've you got to go step up in front of your folks and say, hey, listen, here's what's going on with the business. And, um, you know, maybe I made a commitment last time and maybe I didn't live up to it or, man, I'm really struggling with this, you know, so, you know, but it, it forces you to actually really be taking a look at your business on a regular basis. So you don't you don't get fat and happy and, and comfortable. In addition to, to the, the twice a year, we use a program that everybody else uses. It's called Basecamp, but it's kind of like social media for a group, right? It allows you to create dates. It allows you to upload documents. It allows you to put to-do lists together and, um, you know, also kind of like a, a, an instant messaging system. So in between the meetings, you can, you know, let's say you're having some sort of HR problem or whatever. You can pop in to the, the folks in your peer group and say, hey, I'm having a problem, you know, X, Y, Z, uh, has anybody had this problem? And a lot of times somebody will, you know, upload right. a, a standard operating procedure, or even we've had people who've uploaded the results of a lawsuit that, that, that they yeah. were in, um, you know, to help out. So that, you know, becoming real friendly with your peer members. Yeah. You're going to challenge them during the meetings, but, uh, you're going to become industry friends and that's, uh, that's really important. So let's, we need to wrap up here. We're getting towards the end, but there's two points I want to make. The, the, the first one is that we talked about, you know, looking at diversity in, in the sense of where someone's background, where their strengths, um, you know, making sure that you have a group that, that, that looks at that piece of it. Um, you know, like you got someone strong in sales, marketing, whatever. The other thing I would say is if you're looking at a group and, and this is both as you showing up and also you, is when you're evaluating a group is engagement. It burns me up to go into a peer group. And I don't allow this by the way, and, and, and a good moderator won't either. And people are on their phones, they're checked out. They're not participating. Um, you know, if you got a group that's doing stuff like that, you need to either get out or you need to call them out or you need to get that person out. I can't, you know, if I'm going to take two days out of my schedule and I'm going to plug in and take notes and give people feedback, I would expect the same uh, courtesy in response, meaning that people are critically listening. They're, they're plugged into the meeting. They know what's going, you know what I mean? Like they're going to, they're there to help me just like I'm there to help them. So, so that's my second point. Um, and then bring it out to the last thing that I want to talk about, which is, okay, so now what do we do? If someone's listening to podcasts and I, okay, I'm more, I'm, I'm interested in learning about this. I'm interested in joining. What do they do? Well, uh, they can email me, they can email you, they can email David. Um, so mine is dan at pcobookkeepers.com. Um, I'll accumulate them. Donnie, what's yours, Donnie? Dan at pcobookkeepers.com. That's my email. For all the bill collectors, that's Dan. That's for, yes, that's for all the complaints as well, right? <laughs> that's for all the complaints. Yes. No, all I'm the joking. hate mail goes to that. 
No, uh, I like the idea of everything going to Dan just because yeah, okay. it's super, That's super easy. And, send it and, on. And by the way, I, it's not that I want to give folks my email address. You know, you're more welcome to contact me anytime. But um, but no, I want to make that point, right? And we can put this up on the website. You know, we have PCO bookkeepers, uh, PCO bookkeepers, uh, com, And we'll put that up on the website. We'll put it on the show notes. We'll probably put something on the front page if you're interested in peer group. David, do you want to give out your contact info just in case someone wants to reach out to you as well? Yeah, I mean, uh, first and foremost, I'm on LinkedIn, so you can certainly hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, and just the last name is is L Y. There's no E. So, but uh, my my email's the Billingsley Group at gmail.com. You know, really difficult. Um, and then once again, you know, any feedback on this, uh, they'll have that up on the uh, on the website, and uh, we can start collecting some information. You know, to begin to take a look at the inquiries, and then to Donnie's point, you know. You know, throwing these groups together isn't just something we throw together, right? We got to be really thoughtful in, in uh, you know, geography, competing areas, things like that to be able to put these groups together. But uh, I'm, I'm stoked about it and excited to uh, be working with you guys and getting these things rolling. Well, David, it has been fantastic having you here on the show. It's always good to chat with you. I know it's taken us 138 times to to get to you, but it's been great hearing your insight. And for those that are listening, um, I think if you spend any time with David, you realize he's a pretty sharp dude, understands what's going on in the industry, has seen a lot, um, has done a lot. So I think it, he, he's definitely a, a good uh, resource in terms of getting good information. Dan, anything to add? Before the only thing that I would out. add is uh, one of the things that kind of confirmed that I wanted to do this with David is he's got a uh, leadership group and we send, I think, five, five or six people from PCO bookkeepers, six people six. from PCO bookkeepers to his leadership program. And it's not my feedback. It's their feedback. They said that it's excellent. And, um, you know, I've known David for a while, so I think it's a, it's a really good investment. So if you're interested and you want to talk about it, by all means, uh, shoot us an email. And then what we'll be doing is looking for, um, you know, uh, to put together the peer groups with what we feel are, you know, the best members and whatnot. So, um, so if you're interested, by all means, get with us. And, uh, uh, I think with that, I really right. appreciate it. David, anything else? No, listen, I'm excited. Iron sharpens iron. So, uh, you know, if you're really interested in, in uh, trying to grow your business and spend some time with some other leaders, uh, definitely hit us up. And uh, You said that, Socrates? Uh, <laughs> nope, I think that was David. So uh, episode 136, I think we're on. So uh, <laughs> so thanks thanks for finally having me on, guys. I really, really appreciate the time and uh, appreciate the opportunity to partner with you guys. So I'm stoked. Love it. Sounds Love great. It. Well, just right. a reminder for all of our folks that are listening, all the resources and topics that we talked about today are available on the podcast website, pmpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under show notes. Also, just one quick addition for this week. If you remember that song, Poison Ivy, please send a rendition to that to Dan. He would very much appreciate that. And we also appreciate ratings and reviews. All complaints go to Dan. And with that, we're signing off. We'll see you all next time. Take care. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank <laughs> you.